The Gospel reading is from the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. Some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Our preaching text today comes to us from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, beginning with the second half of verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In that day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord caused the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and Onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east out of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and when he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother, and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. 
Your friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So we know these words. We know this story. If you're like me, you've heard it many times, probably in Sunday school, certainly at weddings. We've heard it so many times it just becomes sort of rote in our memories. Adam and Eve, first humans, got it. Garden of Eden, yep. A man leaves his mother and father, clings to his wife, and become one flesh. Got it, right? We know the story. But there's so much more in this text if we dare to look at it more closely and to look at ourselves more closely, too. This is a story which tries to explain how it all got started, at least how nearly everything that matters most deeply to us began. But don't get the story wrong. I, I don't think it's meant to be literally understood in the way that a video camera would have captured it all those years ago. It is told right next to a very different account of creation, after all, from Genesis 1. But there is something true about these words from Genesis 2, words that teach us important insights into why it hurts so much when we see the creation harmed why our hearts ache when we see our neighbors near us or around the world in peril. Why it wounds us so much when our relationships falter. Where do humans even come from? Well, they come from the humus, of course, from the, from the dirt. Long, long ago, the God who always was and always is reached down and gathered the dust of the earth together into a shape not that different from your shape or my shape, and breathed the breath of life into this creature's nostrils. And thus human life began. Now did it literally happen that way? Well, it beats me, I wasn't there. But our connection to the earth cannot be denied. Do you ever wonder why you feel so compelled to take care of the earth, why it just feels right to grow food in your garden, why farmers love stewarding their fields, why it hurts so badly when you realize that, that your actions or the actions of others are destroying parts of the earth. Do you ever wonder why humans suffer so much when we mess around with the climate? It's because of our connection to the earth, a connection that goes all the way back to the beginning of all things. This is a story about animals, too, right? Where, where do animals come from? Where did they get all their names? Long, long ago, before time even began, the same God who formed the man from the dust reached down and made animals, too. One by one, God made them, brought them to the man to see what he thought. And one by one, the man thought, hey, these things are really awesome. And one by one, the man named them kangaroos, Ostriches and duck-billed platypuses were his favorites, I think. But one by one, the man also decided that none of these were his partner, especially porcupines and alligators, right? Now, did it literally happen that way? Beats me, I wasn't there. But if you ever wondered why dogs and cats bring you so much joy, why the sight of a bird in flight can bring so much awe, why you've always wanted to swim with dolphins for some reason, why you feel so compelled to protect critical habitats for creatures of all kinds, why it burdens you to see another species go on the endangered list, 
It all began in that time long, long ago when God made animals of every kind and brought them to humans to be named and loved and appreciated. This is a story of human relationships too, right? Why are we male and female? Why do we create human relationships of so many kinds? Because the very same God made us from one another. When no partner was found among the animals, God caused the man to go into a deep sleep, and the same hands that reached down to form this man from the dust and make animals too, now made something from flesh and bone. God took a rib from the man and made something amazing and beautiful. A woman, certainly, she was amazing and beautiful, yes, but something even more amazing and beautiful was made that day. Human relationship. Marriage relationship was born that day, and so was the relationship between brothers and sisters, parents and children, neighbors and friends too. Did it literally happen that way? Beats me. I wasn't there. But do you ever wonder why it feels so good to have healthy friendships, a healthy marriage, relationships that are good with your kids and your grandkids, your parents and grandparents. Do you, do you ever wonder why it hurts so badly when those relationships suck? It's because, it's because, uh, it, or do you ever wonder why your heart aches when you see people so full of hate toward each other? Enough hate to just pick up a gun and mow them all down like it's a video game? Why it hurts so badly to be estranged from your spouse or your children or your siblings or your neighbors? Because long, long ago, God made people, not just from other clumps of dirt, but he made us from each other. Our interconnections cannot be denied. All those things have their origins in this story. But look really, really closely, my friends. Look at this story, and it tells us something even deeper. It tells us about our relationship with God, too. As this story lifts up the ideals of how we're connected to the earth, to the animals, to one another, it tells us about our brokenness, too. As we hear this story, it points us to how things really are. We know how things ought to be. We know how God made them to be, but so often our relationship with the earth, with the animals, with other humans is terribly broken. Now, we can still do a lot of good as stewards of creation, as lovers of animals, as those who tend human relationships. But as we steward and tend, we can't help but notice that there's something broken about ourselves and about our world that we just, we just can't fix. Only the one who reached down all those years ago can do something to save us from this mess that we've made of the creation of ourselves and of one another. Only God can't fix it by just reaching down. He must become one made of flesh and bone too. And so many years after it all began, at just the right time, God didn't just reach down, he climbed down all the way down into a humble manger to the life of a poor peasant 
He called fishermen and tax collectors and other broken sinners of all kinds to be his chief followers. He reminded us of the basic dignity of all people. And he got himself killed. But three days later, he rose from death. He promised the same future for us too. His death redeems us. And at the same time, it calls us back to work in our relationships with one another and the whole creation too. And so on this fall kickoff Sunday, on this day when we begin again our lives of Christian community, let us remember once again the God who forms us, who connects us, and who redeems us. Amen.